0: So today we're looking at John 8 and conversations with stone throwers. In a nutshell, in this passage, Jesus has minded his own business in the temple courts and sits down to teach the people as he would often do. The crowd parts and a woman's pushed to the front of the group. And the teachers of the law and the Pharisees tell Jesus that the woman had been caught in adultery. They said that in the law, Moses told them that the woman should be taken away and stoned to death. What do you think, Jesus? They said, let me just pause for a moment. Put yourself in the shoes of the woman. She wasn't just suspected of having an affair. She'd been actually caught in adultery. Can you imagine what she was feeling? Embarrassment, shock, physically hurt maybe from being dragged through the town to see Jesus. Was she even worried for her life? Were they going to stone her? she was probably feeling an absolute ton of guilt as well. And almost certainly she would have been feeling an overwhelming sense of shame. Guilt and shame are not the same thing though. You see, guilt says, I did something bad. Shame says, I am bad. Guilt is a focus on behavior and shame is a focus on self. I'm sure we've all, felt shame at some point in our lives i know i have and it's a crushing feeling which can absolutely paralyze you brenny brown is a research professor at the university of houston and she says that shame is an epidemic in our culture Daily, we see the media shaming celebrities and politicians by digging out their secrets or things that they've done wrong, just like the Pharisees did with this woman that was caught in adultery. Then the public jump on board and continue the shaming. We see it on social media every day, don't we? Just think back to The X Factor and Love Island host Caroline Flack, who'd been hounded by the media for something they said she'd done. The shame was just too much for her. However... There is an antidote to shame and his name is Jesus. If you're feeling shame, just pick up the Bible and read the truth about who Jesus says you are. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm set free. I am victorious. I am blessed. I am redeemed. I'm a new creation. I am being changed into his image. I'm chosen. I'm valuable. I am loved. I am forgiven. Romans 8 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through the Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Do you believe that your worst sin, the thing you're most embarrassed and ashamed of, has been separated from who you are as far as the east is from the west for those who believe in jesus this is the truth about even your most shameful sin it's no longer a part of you other people may remember and even you may remember but to the one who made you your sin is nailed to the cross and no longer has a power over you think about that just for a minute So going back to our story, the teachers and the Pharisees that brought the woman to Jesus were not only trying to shame the woman, but they were blatantly trying to stitch up Jesus, but he knew exactly what was going on. They said that in the law, Moses told them that the woman should be taken away and stoned to death. What do you say, Jesus? They said, you see, if Jesus says, let her go, then it seems that he breaks the Mosaic law. If he says, execute her for the crime of adultery, then Jesus seems harsh. And he breaks Roman law because the Romans had taken away the right of the Jews to officially execute people for religious offences. Instead of standing up and giving them one of these answers, Jesus just bends down and starts writing on the ground with his finger. I just find this hilarious. Here's these guys trying to stir up trouble and stitch Jesus up and hoping for a a reaction from him. But when they ask his opinion, Jesus just starts doodling on the floor. The Bible doesn't tell us what he wrote, but I like to think that if it was anything really important, it would have been mentioned. Can you imagine the Pharisees and teachers whispering to each other? What's he doing? Is he drawing a picture? Is Is he writing a sentence? They kept on questioning him. And he straightened up and he said the phrase that we've probably heard a thousand times. Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. What an answer. No one could do a thing. You see, the qualification for throwing a stone prevented anyone from acting. The Bible says at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time the older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus said. Go now and leave your life of sin. I just love that line. Jesus didn't condone what the woman had done. But he just said, then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. Jesus acknowledged that the woman had been wrong. He told her there was no condemnation, but then encourages her out of love to go and leave her life of sin. What grace, what mercy. So with her accusers gone, there was no one left to accuse the woman. There was no one left to condemn her, and Jesus himself didn't even condemn her. So as I draw to a close now, if you're feeling shame, remember that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And remember, remember who Jesus says you are. Maybe say these phrases out loud at home or wherever you are and declare them over yourself. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am set free. I'm victorious. I am blessed. I am redeemed. I'm a new creation. I am being changed into his image. I'm chosen. I'm valuable. I am loved. I am forgiven. Jesus is the antidote of shame. God bless you.